Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. Here we are. It's a Labor Day weekend as I record this, and I am just a few hours away of heading down to the Hollywood Bowl to see John Williams in concert. Something I have not had the experience of before. I know a lot of my friends have, and it's been, uh, it's been downright emotional every time they go. Every time they go, Maud Garrett famously cried. Maud cries at a lot of things, to be fair. But uh, her seeing uh, Williams at the Hollywood Bowl, I believe, back in 2014, the Imperial March and the Star Wars theme, it uh, got her. And we played that uh, video on Jedi Alliance. Uh, Mark Riley goes off, and he's moved every time. And uh, Christian Harloff, and I'm joining those boys tonight at the time of this recording. So uh, you may have already uh, seen Williams in concert. Have you had that experience? I don't know. Of course, it's not just Star Wars. It's uh, Williams' entire uh, career, highlights of. Uh, Man, look, I'm a giant Indiana Jones fan. Just because I don't have an Indiana Jones podcast, um, Indiana Jones is uh, is perhaps, uh, arguably, my favorite character in all of cinema, even over Han Solo. Sacrilegious to maybe to some, but Han Solo... Great Indiana Jones, just something extra dashing and swashbuckling about him. Um, so I'm going to be excited to hear anything uh, from the Indiana Jones catalog. There's a lot of other movies, of course. Williams the Man, Williams the Legend. He's got an entire uh, entire career that we love to celebrate. And uh, he's, what, mid-80s now? So this is a great opportunity for me to go out and see him. I'm excited. And uh, I don't know exactly what he's going to be playing from Star Wars. Um, you know, a lot of people hoping for Ray's theme. And I'm hoping for Ray's theme. And it got me thinking about how one of my first initial reactions to The Force Awakens was, really liked it, a lot of fun. Not some of Williams' best work. I don't know what happened. I just didn't have a theme that stuck with me. And a lot of people said that. And you know what? And there wasn't a Duel of the Fates. There wasn't an Imperial March. But we've talked about it before, that the... Over time, the music really, really has uh, sunk in. Jedi Steps, the finale, uh, one of my favorite little pieces in Star Wars music. And um, even the stuff with the First Order and some of the stuff with Ren. When Ren's on screen, if you're just listening to the soundtrack, you know it is. It's just not as memorable or as iconic as the Imperial March, but uh, it's good. But Ray's theme, I think, is now, to many, the standout track from The Force Awakens score. 
And I am one of those people. Ray's theme is something I'm really looking forward to experiencing live. I'm hoping that he plays that. It, it, it fits the character so well. A melancholy, yet hopeful, a little bittersweet tune, but it's sweet and uh, at the same time as an undercurrent of greater things to come. I love, I love that theme, and he did such a great job, and as you know, one would expect. But I, I feel bad because I, along with many, didn't give Williams enough credit right out of the gate back in December of 2015. Shame on us. Music, of course, is so important and powerful to Star Wars. And that a lot of that can easily be attributed to um, uh, Mr. Uh, Williams. But I think at times we, we have to give George Lucas credit, more credit, the creator, the mad genius. Because without Lucas deciding that he wanted to go against the grain of the time of the mid to late 70s and and play, uh, you know, more popular music or contemporary music. Not that he was going to have, like, the Rolling Stones on the on Star Wars soundtrack, but it could have been, uh, the score itself could have been more of the times. And he decided he wanted to go big classic fanfare, really harken back to those 1930s uh, movies and the serials he wanted. And uh, Williams at the time was the guy to go to, and uh, I, I think we uh, we don't give George... We don't get George enough credit for a lot of things. We like to bash the creator. There's a lot of things in the prequels that made us turn this way. But at the end of the day, George is still George, and it was his decision to go classic score, classic fanfare, big band style, and bring in John Williams that leads, uh, leads a lot of us Star Wars fans to have these discussions about our favorite music in the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, we've always had those kind of discussions. We always will have those kind of discussions. I love talking to people about what moves them, what moves them differently. Uh, Yoda's theme gets more people than others. Yoda's theme might be one of my favorite ones. Uh, uh, Leia's theme, the binary sunset, the force theme, the Imperial March is almost uh, an unspoken uh, as the, the best one, maybe. But uh, you could argue again the force theme. Um, but I, I got to say that I... Uh, I love talking to different people about what gets them. Everyone knows that uh, the Return of the Jedi, lightsaber fight, Luke, Vader, Luke jumping out, the chorus coming up, good stuff. Prequels got some good stuff. Uh, Force Awakens again, race theme. Rogue One will be an interesting challenge because Rogue One, of course, has a different composer with uh, Alexander Desplat, who does a lot of work with Gareth Edwards. He is in, and is he up to the challenge? And you have to be a little nervous as a Star Wars fan going into that when that news is announced. It wasn't surprising. Williams, uh, like I said, mid-80s now. At some point, he's got to step aside. At some point, uh, he passes the baton, passes the uh, the torch to someone else. And Desplat's got uh, a resume that's impressive. And it's, again, someone's got to take up the mantle. When the big quarterback retires, someone's got to snap that, uh, take those snaps down the line. Um, but then we were all nervous. But then coming out of these uh, Rogue One teasers, the standout, arguably, other than maybe the look of the movie and just exciting to see new things and familiar things at the same time in a new way, it's got to be the music. Everyone consistently talks about the music so far that we've heard in both uh, Rogue One teaser trailers. And that's exciting. That's exciting that the legacy of Star Wars music, number one, is treated with such respect by the people who make them still, the new generation, but it will continue to go on. Uh, I'm excited. I'm sure 
I uh, will have a lot more to report on once I go see John Williams tonight at the Hollywood Bowl. It's going to be fun. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Going to be fun. Speaking of fun. Oh, my. The new Rogue One toys are coming out. The new Rogue One toys are uh, starting to hit the shelves, and it is exciting. To see a lot of excitement today for me, huh? I'm having an exciting day. Yay! Um, a lot of excitement in some of the new Rogue One toys and how they're uh, rolling them out for people to see with the, the uh, little uh, the videos. The little uh, they, they did the stop-motion animation with the figures, and then they got... Uh, um, they got the, uh, they're going to let fans try them and it, it's cool. It's fun. It's creating a lot of things, but I'm seeing a lot of the new figures. I'm looking at the, uh, hot toys, death trooper. That's going to come out. Those death troopers, man, they look fierce. They look great. I wasn't the idea of the death trooper. I didn't gravitate to it immediately because it's coming at a weird time because, again, we didn't see these in, in New Hope. So there's going to be a reason. Again, I always go to the thing. Lucas didn't know what he was creating. He didn't know the big world he was creating in 1975 to 77 when he put that stuff out. He didn't know that Death Troopers were needed to be lurking around. Just looking at these guys, looking at these uh, toys coming out of the Death Troopers. I love these designs, man. And what I like, too, it's got uh, the Sword Troopers got extra gear on. Uh, which was uh, something we saw in Force Awakens that I liked a lot, too, where uh, the uh, Stormtroopers had uh, extra ammo, extra extra gear, extra equipment, something out of the norm. Death Troopers look good. Uh, the new uh, yes, uh, Krennic uh, pop, um, all the Jyn Erso figures. It seems like we're going to have plenty of those available. Uh, this is... Uh, um, and they're starting to come out, and I'm, I'm wary of spoilers, like everybody. I'm definitely wary of uh, of spoilers. I don't want to uh, click on a, a toy article and be, uh, you know, oh, there's the end of the movie. Um, but uh, I'm definitely uh, they're 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 it's not as it's different than Force Awakens again. Rogue One is entirely different than Force Awakens, but Force Friday, all those big things, and it was like the first new batch that we were getting. Uh, so we're kind of like it's it's almost old hat now with Rogue One. We're experienced new Star Wars fans, um, but uh, how they handle the the reveal of these figures and what they keep back, you know, it was interesting. Of course, when when the Force Awakens figures. Uh, and, and, and all the memorabilia started hitting at this time last year. All of us, remember talking about it here, we're like, hey, there's no Luke stuff yet. He's not on the poster. Ah, that doesn't mean anything. doesn't mean anything. They're just holding stuff back. They're holding the third act of toys back. And that was, uh, well, that was in itself a bit of a spoiler for the movie if we had just slowed down enough to pay attention. So what is, uh, what is the Rogue One toy rollout telling us that we're not picking up on now? The description of the book Catalyst, Rogue One Catalyst, which uh, James Lucina was writing, came out. I don't want to go into it if you're not too familiar with it. You don't want to be spoiled. It does It does uh, tie in some plot points that I think we're going to see in Rogue One. But interesting in that it seems that the book will mostly take place in the Clone War era. 
uh, talks about re- republic, uh, the republic and separatists and all that kind of stuff and is exciting and uh, um, something we could have seen coming. Because, again, the Death Star, the first plans and the first reveal of the Death Star is, of course, in everyone's favorite movie, Attack of the Clones. Pogo the Lesser has it. Dooku has it. He's getting it to Sidious. So by the end of Sith, that thing's, the framework's already built. How did it take 19 years to go from framework to complete a Death Star? Rogue One will probably answer that. Maybe the book Catalyst will answer that. I think there's going to be answers. Who knows? The first Death Star may have actually been the third Death Star, and Death Star 2 may have been the fourth Death Star. We don't know what happened. We're going to get that whole story. A lot of it seems to be riding on Krennic and the relationship between Krennic and Jin Erso's father. A lot of interesting stuff there. Uh, Rogue One, um, the countdown, it's, it's more than begun. You can feel it. Can you feel it? Going to hashtag Spotlight Star Wars on this little mini episode today. It's just me checking in. I want to thank you last week for the big response on the uh, uh, episode in which I recapped the Carrie Fisher panel and my experiences uh, up there on stage for Wizard World in Chicago to uh, meet Princess Leia. You guys were really warm in your reception for that episode, and I appreciate that. Um, just checking in this week. And, and Quantum Multiverse, our friend Quantum Multiverse, Darren, has a great question. At hashtag Spotlight Star Wars, was the Max Rebo band aboard Jabba's sail barge, and did they make it off before it was destroyed? He needs to know. Get some exclamation points there. All caps letters. Um, I'm not looking. I'm not going to check right now. I'm going to. I, I could go to canon parts uh, of Wikipedia or something to find this out. Um, I'm just spitballing here, and you guys can help me there. Um, I would love to think. That at least Max Rebo, I know Droopy McCool and Sly Snoodles, I'm big fans of those those two. But at least Max Rebo, I'd like to think that maybe he got out of there. Maybe went on, kind of corrected his life a little bit, stopped playing music for scoundrels and scum and hive and villainy. And maybe uh, went to Coruscant and got himself, uh, you know, a legit gig, man, playing uh, playing some tunes in a in a in a downtown bar or something like that. Maybe he survived. I don't know how. It doesn't seem possible. And perhaps we're all talking about needing a Han Solo funeral. But perhaps maybe it was a funeral for Max Rebo that we've all lacked all this time. Again, I don't want to take anything away from Droopy McCool. Definitely Sy Snoodles. But you get the sense that Sy Snoodles lived a life. She had some experiences. Tragic, nonetheless, that she may uh, may have gone on the sail barge, but she lived a full life. Guys like Max Rebo and Droopy McCool, uh, theirs is a life of uh, out of the spotlight. Yeah, it was the Max Rebo band, but everyone knew that Snoodles, Snoodles was the top draw in that. So I would like to think, I'd like to think that Max Rebo at least could survive. But I think we all know the answer. And the answer is, rest in peace, Max Rebo. Maybe we'll figure it out. One of my favorite parts of Life, Dad, is, of course, the interlude in which the Rancor Keeper gets his due. And you get to pick up uh, on a lot of things about what happens post-Java in just those uh, short pages there in the interlude. So maybe, maybe, maybe Max Rebo can pop up. Maybe we get a comic run of Max Rebo. I don't know. I'm talking crazy. 
talking crazy here on Spotlight Star Wars. Guys, um, I actually got to go. I actually have to meet Mark Ellis of Schmoes. No, we got to head to the Hollywood Bowl. We're, we're pre-gaming a little bit there. So we gotta, I got to pack up. I got to pick what Star Wars shirt to wear, right? It's a thing. I, it's, you got to do it. I got to do it. We all got to pick what Star Wars sh- shirts to wear. And then I got to go geek up and get ready to experience the music. We've talked about it before about the music, but I do want to know from you guys, and you can use hashtag Spotlight Star Wars, what, what are the little moments in the Star Wars scores that get you? Let's have that conversation. I've shared mine. I've shared ruminations from Revenge of the Sith. Duel of Fates, I love, I do. I love that Ewok song. I actually do. What do you like? And is there any... Any themes you want in Rogue One, or do you want it to be kind of fresh? Sure, we might get the Imperial March, but we didn't get it in New Hope. Don't forget that. It was new for Empire Strikes Back. So maybe maybe Williams keeps in, in tune with that, and that the Imperial March doesn't exist in the galaxy at all, even though no one else is hearing the music. Which is another thing. Is it as epic and scary when Darth Vader walks into a room and the Imperial March isn't playing in real life? Is it as menacing? I don't know. I'd hate to see a silent Star Wars version. I love the throne room. There's that YouTube video went around a while ago about the uh, throne room without the music. That's pretty funny. If you haven't looked it up, do so. A lot of awkward coughs. No one really knowing what's going on. Not as epic. So I got to wonder the same thing with Vader. He walks in. I'm off track. Go to hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Tell me your favorite music moments, the tiny little things, not the songs, not the big themes, little moments, the little cues in the movies that uh, make uh, add that extra layer and level. And also, while we're on it, since I'm excited about it, talk about those Rogue One toys. Talk about them. What are you looking forward to in the new batch of Rogue One toys? What are you going to save up to buy? We'll read them out next week. And if you have questions about the fate of Max Rebo or you have any theories, this is important. If you have any theories on why Max Rebo or how, how and why Max Rebo could have survived Jabba's sail barge and what he would have gone on to do, let me know. Hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Follow me on Twitter at Cadnapsock. Follow us at Force Center Pod. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. You guys know the drill. We are on Podomatic and Stitcher as well. I gotta go. I gotta go to the Hollywood Bowl. Hope you guys all have a great day. Until next time, may that forcing kind of sort of always remain around you.